The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. I think we should put in a formal complaint about someone who brought in some chips. Um... Shall I? Do you, I mean, I can just pop out to the kitchen and finish them all so nobody else <laughs> is tempted. Do you want me to move I am the chip monster. Do you want me to move them into the kitchen? No, so that's fine. But if Lewis knocks over his champagne, I probably champagne? will lose my shiznit. Champagne. I mean, I really want a croissant. <laughs> a croissant? Did yeah. you just say I do want a fucking croissant? croissant? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with wanting a fucking croissant. We did talk about food before and it oh, just... Fresh croissant. And then we started talking about flesh and things that are... But just like a really, <laughs> really crispy on the outside, doughy on the inside croissant. You're not I don't helping know that it. I'm all that into croissants. Well, I just, I really want some melted cheese right now. <laughs> There is something about like ham and cheese croissants, cinnamon, just yum. Uh, Apart from weirdos who don't like cheese, and we've discussed this before, I don't understand people who don't like cheese. No, no. And ham's probably a little bit controversial. Um, Why? Because of um, vegetarian and veganism and it's a carcinogen and I don't know. What? Well, it's it's controversial on so many levels. Why is ham controversial? Because yeah, it's, it's a, car- it's a car- carcinogen. What? Yeah, there's processed- a lot of religions that don't eat ham. And processed meat is uh, it's it's a proven carcinogen. That's why I try to not eat it too much because no. of the process that it goes through. Mm. But you know, isn't all processed food like going to kill us in the end? Really? At the yeah, end of the but day? there's a difference between like eating processed. Like you guys don't eat processed food all the time. You're eating vegetables and and. Um, legumes and meat yeah, and, and meat that but but with processed meat it goes through a process that turns it into I don't know we're not medical professionals as we've discussed before um, not food technology specialists but I have read in multiple things that it is a carcinogen but if you try and take my fucking chorizo away from me I will beat you over the head charizo charizo yeah it's, Would it's you like good. some charizo in your croissant? Should we talk about films where we now take things from them and just like... Come on, close to the like, mic, close to the mic. <laughs> go with it. Like, you know how like, for example, for me... like, Should we tangent, you mean? Sca- yeah, should we just tangent, like scary movie... Uh, tangent on a tangent. You know scary movie Ooh. one where he's like, what's up? Ooh. Like I always say that now, but I got that from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like things we learn from films, but maybe not necessarily good things we was learn. It, wasn't that from the... the an advert, the was up thing. I think it's probably could be, but, but in yeah. scary, you know, um, Ghostface, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Ghostface from Scream. Yeah, he obviously they obviously ripped not. him off in in um Scary Movie yeah. One, and there's that scene where he goes to one of the dorm rooms to kill everyone, but then he gets high. And he's like, "What's up?" And then, <laughs> I, and it's not even just what's up. It's like he sticks his tongue. What's up? Yeah, like. <laughs> And like, but I isn't that the whole thing? It's like from that ad. But yeah. you probably, I mean, that I could know. be from yeah. that. See? It's a derivative. <laughs> you know, nothing is original. No. We, we learn things from other things and I don't know. I just find that. 
You know, are we actually recording? Yeah, yeah we are. Oh, shit. <laughs> I did not. Become... You don't even have your headphones on. I didn't come in prepared for this at all. You're super cash. Um, it was a know. Budweiser commercial. What, what, what were you talking uh, about? You were talking about deconstructional, <laughs> deconstructionalism. Yeah. yeah, which is this school of thought that um, in literary theory mainly that nothing is original. Everything is um, influenced by something else essentially. And I think for me, I use um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein as an example because you know the other name for that is um, the modern Prometheus which um, if you go back to Greek mythology Prometheus was a Greek god um, or god no, who's a human that stole fire from the gods yes. and then was pegged out on the stone to have his liver eaten every day yeah by an and then there's the lightning part of oh my god groundhog day yeah Prometheus um so you know Prometheus hang on hang on <laughs> groundhog day is a um is a derivative of the well, Prometheus Well, because kind story? of, because like he's kind of stuck in this loop. Yeah, it's a loop. Oh. Yeah, so I mean you could argue that that is mm. heavily influenced by that. But I think there's a lightning element to Prometheus, isn't there? Um, uh. Which is possibly why Shelley used – anyway. Um, mm. But, you know, you, you look at Frankenstein as such an influential piece of literature um, – but then you can clearly argue that it's not entirely original, mm. which, which is fascinating because you can apply that theory to so many different things, text well, and content. and Because if you put people into a certain situation, um, it's fairly likely that they're going to come to the same conclusion. So um, there's a there's two roles in my workplace that are identical, uh, identical and there's – two people in them now that weren't in the workplace um i think it was probably about four six years ago where there were two other people and the two other people four to six years ago wanted to do like a like a thermometer measure of something of um of a volume that had come through the workplace Mm -hmm. and so we've now got this what i call the new generation have come in and they haven't even met these people. They've got no idea who they are. And they're like, so what we want to do is can you give us this data because we want to keep it and we want to do like one of those thermometer measures to like see how far we get throughout the year. I'm like, oh, you guys are so cute. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, it just proves like that whole thing of like every generation thinks that they've invented sex <laughs> and like, you know, have invented like terms around sex and, and acts and everything like that. But they're not. It's just that you've got the same people in the same situation, not the same people, but you know, you've got people <laughs> mm. in the same situations and they eventually have the same outcomes. They discover the same thing. Yeah, I do always wonder where did blowjobs come from? How long have blowjobs been going on? It's because men like sticking things into things <laughs> and they're like, hey, that's a thing I uh, could stick it into. <laughs> a peach. <laughs> <laughs> Apple pie. I was going to say, I oh, no, uh, want an apple call pie. Me, no, call me. Not I, that apple how pie. How you want an apple pie after that? I bring up Peach because of Call, call Me By Your Name. There's a very uh, diversive scene with a um, oh, diversive, okay. divisive. divisive scene with a, uh, a peach. I, I think that oral sex came about after the invention of soap. <laughs> what? What? Do explain. How does that make sense? Well, would you have wanted to go anywhere near it if it wasn't clean? <laughs> Ugh. Like, think about it. Back in the day, it was kind of like, you know. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe the nobles got uh, got their oral sex on way before the peasants did. Cause Chimney sweepers definitely weren't having oral sex. No, no. Because um, apparently they didn't have many showers or washes. Did I discuss this with you off air at one point? So 
Um, chimney sweeps, um, back in the day, there was something Covered called... Covered in chimneys. <laughs> um, scrotal <laughs> cancer. What? Oh, wow. And the only people who seemed to get it were chimney sweeps. And it was because the soot would um, get stuck in their um, scrotal creases, I guess you want to say. And if they only washed more and were more hygienic, um, they wouldn't have got it so often. But then as time moved on, hygiene came into play and pe- people there stopped so sweeping many... their chimneys. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's... Anyway, what were we talking wow. about? Well, because Cecilia's mentioned before how she would have liked to have lived in those yeah, times of yore. Yeah, she's fucking crazy. And, and, and we're just like, going, did you really like the big frogs? <laughs> I don't necessarily think I would want. I think I just would suit that time because you know, so pale. I'm pale. I just asshole pale. I mean, you look at all those paintings of people, and you know, they're all white and very, very, very pale. I feel like Cecilia I- is basically saying, "I'm out of art." <laughs> And so uh, Renaissance life. Yeah, like on the, yeah, like. Well, Nicola, a- sorry, girl. <laughs> You're not very Renaissance high. You need a bit I, more butt. I was going to say, I'm the Renaissance chick. <laughs> I've got all the curves and bumps and bulges that they used to like to draw. Uh, I just- you- oh, sorry. Oh, no, but you don't have the, oh, what was that? What was that? Um, The new show from. Hannah Gadsby. Hannah Gadsby. Oh, I need to watch oh, that. Oh, you do. Because it's about Douglas? art history. Yeah, Douglas. Yeah. Mm. And she does this art history thing and it's just like you look at this and you just and you don't realize the absurdity of some of these paintings but like there's one where it's like three women and they're all mostly nude sorry sorry stop swearing at your watch love she just keeps she's an interrupting cow (laughs) yes (laughs) just just like me she just wants to help She's not helpful. Anyway, I'll stop interrupting like the cow I am. <laughs> Sorry, keep going, cow. So, the, like, three mostly nude ladies and one of them has, like, a like a kind of like a drape that's kind of going, but it's going over one butt cheek and then straight up a clacker. Straight <laughs> <laughs> up the clacker. But the thing that she describes, and it's so beautiful when she does is that it's not like it's just – it's not a fucking photo that was caught in the moment. Someone has made the decision to make that look like that and paint it over hours. Mm-hmm. How the – And f- look, like when we're discussing – Men are weird. When we're discussing clacker, are we talking about um, the frontal bum no, no, or back the bum. back bum? Back bum. Back oh, bum. I, I was just talking or about the, 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 the general <laughs> the crease. The clacker is the whole – Just the whole crease. Straight up a clacker. <laughs> There is I I I oh, have gone off tangent. I'm hoping my mother has I never discovered podcasts. I don't think oh, I had to explain the word queef to my mum last night because I decided to play <laughs> cards against humanity with her. So um yeah. Um but anyway, I I love art and I I, just, I, just, I, I don't even know what we were talking about, but it doesn't matter. There's a, a painting that I have to describe now and it's about sleep paralysis and oh, yes. it's like the demon sitting on top mm. of the person eating their innards and it's yeah somebody like when you look at those things it does blow the mind that you're like wow somebody thought of all of that no no it's actually like it's a myth that a lot of cultures believe in and if you've experienced that 
Have you ever paralysis. had sleep paralysis? No, thank I get Christ, it often. I really? Yeah, often. It's, oh, see, it's because you watch too many horror movies. Possibly. <laughs> have you been visited by aliens? Because this is a theory that a lot of people who say they have been taken by aliens actually have been experiencing sleep paralysis. Yeah, it's interesting. So when I was very little, when I was a child, I very much recall a moment where I had sleep paralysis and it almost felt like, and I could see something above me. Mm. But I... I put that down to being a kid and having watched a lot of horror films. So it was as someone wearing a mask um, holding me down. I do get sleep paralysis today, but I don't see anything like that. It literally is just a moment where I can't move. Um, That's scary. Yeah, but when I was a kid, I did. Yeah, I've got the opposite of sleep paralysis where I (laughs) sleep movement. Move too much. (laughs) I do. And I often wake up sitting up in bed. um, And like when I used to work in retail, uh, back when Juicens was a thing, because that's how old I am. Oh, my God, Juicens. I know. Oh, I forgot about Juicens. Sometimes when you do a job repetitively, mm. you start experiencing it in your sleep. And I used to wake up sitting up, scanning things. No. That's hilarious. So um, my husband has just gotten over the weird things that I do in sleep because he's, <laughs> seen, taken a few he's years. seen everything before. And, like, he used to talk to me when I used to talk to him when he came to bed and now he's realised oh she's not awake so there's no point talking back to her (laughs) it's interesting though do you know the science behind sleep paralysis Uh, yeah I sort of do um, because your body is supposed to go into um, paralysis paralysis so that when you're having a dream you don't act out that stuff and then accidentally like do some really violent stuff so people who are sleepwalking and people like myself um, are not always completely gaining that paralysis and then when you do have sleep paralysis it's like you're kind of woken up but your body hasn't quite caught up to to moving itself again right which is why people who suffer um from cataplexy which is like that loss of muscle it's because Mm. their intrusion of REM sleep um basically their body will just go into paralysis so they drop which is why often people with narcolepsy will have that secondary cataplexy and oh, you can get um, psychological cataplexy as well. Mm, really? Can, which I've just learnt about. Yeah. Um, oh, what was so. that TV show where that girl lost the use of her legs um, uh, and her, her dad had passed away in really some traumatic... Yeah, was that the one you reviewed not long ago with the Indian girl? Um, oh. oh, yes. Um, what was that called? It was a Netflix um, series. It was a it? Netflix series. It was. Um, oh, I, I remember finding the main character a little bit annoying, though. Yeah, yeah. she was so self-indulgent. Very yeah. self-indulgent. But in, in the same way that I didn't really like Buffy the character, but I really mm. liked the rest of the cast. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Not a Buffy fan. Yeah. Love everybody else. Although, after she died and came back, um, I really liked her. Season six and beyond. When into she got dead dark. girls, huh? I am into dead girls. I mean, she died twice. Um, but she died the first season. Yeah. The first time. I just really liked the darkness she bought mm. after that. Because mm. it's like how... I mean, And especially when you find out that she thought she was in heaven. Could you imagine coming back from... Oh, yeah. that's Because, that, I mean, t- to people who have been... Like, this is not... Anyway. To, <laughs> if you've been in heaven and then you get landed back, like... And you are ready to be gone. Could you imagine... Earth is so fucked up. Like, there is so much. This is a below realm. This is a lower realm here. We have to do good here so we can go up because this one is shitty. Like, it's got good things. Don't, don't get me wrong. 
It's got those chips. I, I, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's got cashews. I, 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 oh my I, god! I rather take the 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 idea that um, uh, that you know this is it and there's nothing else after this. So you should do the best you can here for yourself and for other people because can't do all this stuff makes me okay. so weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this stuff. This is my bread I and butter. I will listen, but I will just try not to have a panic attack. Really? Oh, no. Keep talking. No, okay. I'm no. pretty much done with it as well. Because uh-huh. like the listen, whole no, idea of sleep paralysis is intriguing to me because I had a cousin who was affected so badly by it, I think on a couple of occasions, where she literally couldn't move. Like she had to go have scans and everything mm. like that that and had to call for her mum like because she literally like she was actually awake and she couldn't move and like for an extended period of time yeah so yeah I think sometimes you become kind of used to the idea you're like oh no I will wake up in a moment like I Mm. will but if it goes on for that long it can be scary yeah a lot of Billie Eilish there's a particular song of Billie Eilish's um uh I think it, it's got the word berry in it, uh, and I can't remember the whole thing. But that's <laughs> shut up, bitch. <laughs> I just about time- had champagne through my nose. <laughs> I feel like we need to fire. start this podcast again with no. an actual directive goal, like a goal. No, in we mind. have a goal. Yeah, Prometheus. We have a team. We have Pecking a dream to liver. have a dream. Wait, no, that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, scene from scary. But it's- oh, scary movie is an interesting one because that's obviously influenced by a hundred billion other things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It is because some You're of just those obsessed with that movie. No, no those just- parody movies yeah, are really interesting movies. because it draws a little bit from this, and then they throw a little like here's a little tidbit for those of you who have watched this movie, and yeah. and not I quite everything. Like it. It, and not everything is. Go- You're not going to get everything. It's not original at all. But you know. But then you got to think about where ideas come from and like I, when I come up with ideas I often draw on things that matter to me and that I've, I've loved over the years. Yes, yeah, the scenarios that you're yeah. in. You definitely draw from from other things. Like, And it's the same imagine? with music. Yeah, like I just think about Stephen King for example like you do, when he's writing something he has to be thinking of other things and other influences hmm. even like if you're not just be making up conscious stuff. of it. Yeah, I mean some of it's original but you can't say that all no, it's of it original is. because it's like there, there's like some originality but it's got to be influenced yeah it's like kevin smith i think is a reasonably he he doesn't do what a lot of directors do like the stuff that he does influences. is is quite different but yeah he is quite open about that whole thing of like link later was his 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 inspiration for getting into film and he followed a lot of that at, at first so, if, you, if you listen to his podcast, he'll be like going, "This is why this thing is this thing, and this is why this this is where I stole this mm, bit from." And mm, you know, open book, yeah, yeah, it's it's a, and and that's the thing is like a director will like a lot of the times before they start filming a project, they might sit their cast down and show them a particular movie, going, "This is kind of my the, this is what I want the film to feel like, mm. or this is my influence for this film, or, or, or that sort of thing." So, but do you think as well that it's not it's sometimes possible to have been influenced by something and not be conscious of it? Mm, so, agreed. like, I think that's where some of those yeah. copyright things come in, where someone's like, "Hey, that was my idea," uh, yeah. and you don't necessarily realize that you've seen it, or maybe you've just been influenced by the same the same aspects that drew you to that point or tone even i think mm. tones can be an interesting one like darkness and and you know or 
yeah, whatever tone. But it's such an interesting topic as well because when you think about influence, you've also got to consider not just who you're influenced by but how your upbringing has influenced you and Mm -hmm. how your parents' teaching and how your parents taught you, how those things play or interplay into things as well because the way we're brought up. How you produce things or like how you um how you interpret things when interpretation you them. Mm. um and also creation so mm. how i interpret something is heavily influenced by my beliefs but mm. also um when i create something or if you see something created you've got to think about and it's that also this is another theory that author theory can you separate the author from its works mm. as well mm. you know we, we spoke about this on air last week oh, on, yeah, unscripted, on, yeah. on unscripted and can you can you take the author away from something because it's just fascinating to think about all this all this stuff that you know when we see a film it's not just a film there's all these different theories there's um you know so much to it especially if if someone has a religious background and this Mm. is where like kevin smith grew up catholic uh, and you can bring things into into your movies or your books that have those themes without even really realizing it like catholic guilt or Mm. uh, i'm sorry it's a real legit thing um but other aspects of whatever religion you grew up in or whatever beliefs your parents had will translate and i think there's also a difference between um being influenced by something unconsciously and then doing homages to things mm. like Tarantino mm. is is a great example of someone who does homage and he's very open about it and he's very open about showing like you said um his actors this is the feel I'm trying to get for this western mm. part of um this uh this film or whatever it is so but the when you talk about there is no, nothing original I the movie that keeps popping into my head is My Fair Lady because that is based on uh, I think a book or a play called Pygmalion. Yep. But Pygmalion is also based on I feel like a Greek myth. Pygmalion, um, really? Yeah, Greek mythological uh, mythological figure. Mm. Here we go. Um uh so Pygmalion fell in love with the with one of his sculptures. So um and then that that story translates to um, the I think the book or the play Pygmalion, where you're basically creating something in your image that you want to admire, and then you have me and my fair lady, um, good old Rex Harrison, getting Audrey Hepburn um, to and stop talking, her, yeah, yeah, and mm. turning her into the person he wants her to be, and then in Pretty Woman, it's almost has elements of Pygmalion as well so it's a story that keeps getting told in a slightly different way and it's the the way it gets told where that's where the originality comes from as opposed to where the idea has come from yeah and it's interesting you mentioned um homage and you know you you can talk about pastiche and satire and things as well which kind of um either mock or celebrate the work as well Mm. so like pastiche is a really good example of um you know celebrating types of work and and that's another whole whole nother kind of kettle of What's the what's the fish? saying? Kettlefish. Kettlefish. Yeah, but it's a great example of how yeah nothing. I always really... get confused. Does the kettle have water or oil? Because oh my god, I, I like the idea know. of fried fish. Mm. And is it a kettle like that you would boil water in? I put no, 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 like a I'll kettle, put... like a, a cauldron. That's how I always. Wow. Say it. Okay. Mind blown. Yeah, but, but you were so 
Just for those of us who are not 100% sure, pastiche, what's the best description of pastiche? Pastiche is where you take something but you're celebrating it. So um, it's not, you know where you have satire where you take mm. something but you're mocking it? Mm. Pastiche is kind of where you're celebrating so something. So that's, that's something that Quentin Tarantino yeah. would have done. Um, I'm thinking those scenes of the Western TV show in Once Upon a Time in Amer- in Hollywood, I feel like that is a pastiche of that era. Yeah, because mm. he's really celebrating that. So it's very similar to Homage, but it's more a celebration of something. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of where a satire is you're taking it and you're making fun of it, I think is probably the best. Well... I'm not actually 100% sure. But the satire laws, in uh, particularly in America, are really interesting because it's it's allowed, like, uh, porn companies to take, like, literally take the characters and put them in porn films. Here we go. We're back to porn. Let's get, <laughs> this is where we always want to go to in terms Well, of porn is porn original. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented sex anyway? Well, I, gu- I gu- guarantee you somebody invented a camera Ten minutes later, somebody was taking nude photographs. <laughs> I'm fairly Bloody certain hell. that's accurate. Actually, this probably is. Yeah. Somebody, somebody like invented like your know, drawing on caves, and the next thing, somebody drew boobs on the caves <laughs> and a penis. Yeah, and a penis as well. It's just, it's just. No, no one wants to see a penis. Is it erect or flaccid? It's, it's, it's erect. It's okay, like... well then, yes, draw it. <laughs> Does the dude on the hill in, like, you're in England when you're going on the Eurostar over to Europe Mm. and there's that dude on the hill that you see and he's got a penis, doesn't he? Does he? I don't... I hope so. My brain... male. (laughs) My brain is automatically full on the hill from Beatles or Salisbury Hill from... (laughs) (laughs) My brain automatically goes... Notting Hill? Like, what hill are we on? What's that a pastiche from? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, so I think... um, Yeah, so parody and pastiche are kind of opposites. So parody Mm. is mocking something, pastiche is celebrating something. So Mm -hmm. I think those those are the terms. But, you know, we see it a lot, like... You know, in film and, and literature. And, and sorry, we we we've off. Uh, we we've interrupted Lewis's. Sorry, Lewis. Porn. Please. Oh yes, porn. Please. No, no it's I a, love porn. Yeah. I think he was done. Some porn. Yeah. Tasteful when it's tasteful. Tasteful. tasteful porn. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, we've made the mistake, and I apologise. Can um, we separate the author from the porn? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a difference between good porn and bad. Oh, porn. absolutely. And oh, have you seen that New Zealand ad? <laughs> no. Oh, there's a- oh, with the naked porn actresses? Yeah, yeah. I no, haven't. Well, there's an actor, oh, actor and an and- actress. Sorry, Lewis, yeah. I feel like you still haven't given no, us your story. Fine. Tell us your story. I feel like no, you haven't get to completed. Tell it. <laughs> Let him finish. <laughs> no, no, I'll just, I just say it's interesting. Is, it, is this coming to a climax no, 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 here sometime? I'll just say it's, it's interesting, though, that there's, words. like, you can't, like, use, if you wanted to make a movie with, with Superman in it or Batman in it or anything like that. A porn? No, 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 oh. a, a movie, right? Just a movie. <laughs> Like you can't get your do, head out of the gutter. You can't do that because they're owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. So you cannot use those characters in a film. But if you want to make a, a porno and you call it a porn parody, the parody laws protect you, so you can actually make the movie with the, those characters. Great point. Isn't, Great isn't, point. Parody. Parody that, law. Isn't yeah. that the weirdest thing? Mm. Like that's so strange. So you could literally make a parody, well, argue something's a parody mm. um, or a pastiche and use characters. You you could do that to a certain extent. But, Didn't um, they have yes, to do right. that with um, the interview, that uh, the movie that... Um, oh, with James Franco. With James Franco. Uh, with the, um, what's the guy? Kim, Kim Jong-un. Jong-un. 
Um, I feel like that came, there was a lot of controversy over whether that was a parody or... Did that even get a release in the end? Yeah, did. We watched it in cinemas. (laughs) I didn't. I don't know if I... I did. I I definitely saw it and I appreciated when he was having the interview with Eminem at the start uh, and Eminem was like, yeah, um, well, the reason I took, you know, made fun of gay people and everything is because I'm gay and I was really going through a lot of self-hatred at that time. So I was like, oh, I enjoyed that. He's not gay. Um, But um, I just enjoyed that he was – anyway. So porn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love how you was like – you start digging the hole and then you're like, no, I'm climbing out. I'm done. So I'm – I apologise to people related to me who are about to listen to this, but I I went through. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> I went through a really long period of like, oh, I'm not interested in porn. That's gross. I'm not going to look at that. And then it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> Don't look at me. I I was house sitting here, and I'm like, you know what? I I suppose it's time. I need to watch porn. I need to find out what this is about. And <laughs> so, did we leave you the keys house? Like, okay, so. <laughs> Here's the TV, here's the movies, here's the porn. Oh, because we probably had the porn boxes by then. You had the porn box. So um, (laughs) we've broken Cecilia. Okay, I'm just just trying to deconstruct this. (laughs) No, no, don't. You'll get in trouble. The first time you watched porn was at someone else's house. (laughs) Oh, it kept... She didn't crack it open while we were here. No, I can tell you I was not... You flicked the bean! (laughs) I did not because, and I'll tell you why, I made the mistake of being a film nerd. I was like, well, if I'm going to watch any porn, surely I should make the decision to watch a porn that is really well known and, oh, you and it's the, got a good script. You're we've the classic talk, stuff. We, yeah. We've oh, talked about you go through before? the old stuff like the day does. I literally got out Debbie Does Dallas because it's the only one I'd heard of. No, and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm, so I've heard bad. this is a classic. <laughs> So let's put this on. I don't think I made it 10 minutes in because I'm like, wow. I, I was going to say, you just pop that quickly. <laughs> I didn't make it 10 minutes in. Oh, God. It was just like there was so much hair and <laughs> like they were having sex on the bathroom floor, which I'm I'm sure is not comfortable. And I'm like, how is cold tiles? It was like a frat boy house bathroom or something. I feel like it was the, the, the bathroom at a school that was – the guy's bathroom after Aww. changing out of like a change room kind of thing yeah and i'm like that's so gross can you imagine the amount of disgusting things that are on the floor and that's where they're doing it so it took me a moment and i was like you know what i don't think i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> but there's better stuff out there just don't watch the classics mm. so sometimes the classics are not always best is what you're trying but, to say but what would you say because like you've got zach and mary make a porno which is a kevin smith movie and they're making a porno that's based on star wars so is that how he got away with like like was it a parody that he like how did it's he get away with the rise parody uh, yeah I mean, you can get a, you, you can like um mention other films because all kevin smith films at some point mentioned star wars uh, so you can mention and talk no, but he about had, like it. costumes and stuff yeah but like, that, that was a, the parody element i guess you yeah. get away with it so there's a certain percentage i think that you can you can hmm. utilize in terms of parody but i can't remember is it 70 no it can't be 70 percent. that seems too much but <laughs> it's, it's so weird though because it must be a big percentage mm-hmm. because you see some of them and you think wow that's 
Yeah. yeah. But back in the day, porn used to do parodies and they'd, they'd like, you know, work on the name like Star Whores or something like that. <laughs> Star um, Whores. Uh, I know there's a pretty woman version because uh, we stayed at the Crown once and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> let's get an adult film out and we put we found one that was based pretty on Pretty Woman. <laughs> no. And we're like, this is not sexy at all. Let's turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> let's go get something to eat. <laughs> so, yeah, so they used to do, do all those ones with those really crappy names, but mm. now they just go, go like Star Wars, a porn parody, and they just get away with it. It's amazing. Snow White and the Seven Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Edward Penis Hands. That is actually a classic. Uh, it's the only <laughs> one I remember. Oh, God, that's the Penetrator as well as another one. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. yeah. <laughs> that Penetrator. He's back. <laughs> but horror movies as well seem to be one that um, that really embrace that whole parody thing. Mm. Like, you know, like you said with the scary movies and, and, yeah. and that side of things. I, what? I just see this, this scary movie one. Do you, do you remember? I don't, I don't know if it was the first one or what, but it was uh, what the Wayans uh, dude. He was like in a toilet and <laughs> there was a, there was a, because uh, there was a scene in one of the, the movies where someone gets stabbed through a toilet door. In, oh. in, in yeah, I think that might be scary movie one. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's like, uh, there's a glory hole. And, yeah. And <laughs> it's, yeah, just when you were talking about horror movies and stuff like that, it was like just came to mind that scene. It's like, oh my god! I keep Can't thinking about that stuff. the state of New York has been um, has been like actually promoting glory, not promoting, but no. saying that glory holes are a good way of social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, so the roads, the roads. There's stop an on, article uh, somewhere that I saw. I was just like going, really? Oh god! Did you guys watch Spaceballs when yep. you were younger? Mm-hmm. So Mel Brooks is another um, guy who's done a really great um, job at doing. Oh, like, like with the Robin Hood men in tights. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, yep. And uh, yeah, Spaceballs is a classic. So, but I, I, I don't know if we were talking about parodies or if we originally were talking well, about something else. I think we 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 talked about like deconstruction and how you know nothing is original but i think pastiche parody homage satire that all links into this does anybody yeah, else that's the feel like kind cheese of... every time she yeah. says homage yeah homage. pretty much <laughs> homage but i felt like just, i already told you i felt like melted cheese but i feel like as this, soon as she said croissant this all croissant. plays into to it as well because again you can take original work and then make fun of it or celebrate it so it, it kind of all plays into the but same that's thing. the avert kind of stuff yeah. but then you've got the stuff that is not necessarily like the out there in your face like this is what i'm trying to do it's just got that subtle influence mm. under the under it and i really enjoy those movies yeah like in uh, bill and ted's excellent adventure uh they've got a, a phone booth where they travel through time exactly so you know we all know that is definitely clearly doctor who Doctor Who. <laughs> and that's, I would say that's celebrating Doctor Who for yep. what it is. It's not making fun of it. I but... have never made that connection. <laughs> ah, I just learnt that today. Just that's then. Right. You the just, more you know. Just We've all learned out. things I'm like, today. I'm listening to him going, what the heck is it an, a homage to? I mean, there's been time travel movies forever, but like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Hot type time, time machine. Oh my God, I love that oh. movie. Hey, that is a brilliant film. <laughs> I just peaked the mic so hard because I remembered a dream I had last night, but I'm not going to share it on air, I don't think. It's no? it involved time machines. No, it involved me being involved racist. Kittens? Star Wars what? is that? I know. Star Wars is actually um, an homage as well because I think, I think George Lucas was trying to get the rights to another like property, like 
I don't know if it was Twilight Buck, Zone. No, right. no, I don't know if it was Buck Rogers or it was um it was some other uh, like you know ex- established um, sci-fi series, mm. and he couldn't get it, and so he went, oh, I'll make my own. Uh, but it you know, clearly influences you know what he did in Star Wars. Huh. Mm. That's interesting. No, and that's the thing is like that nothing nothing comes from a vacuum, like especially with like you. There's always like situations and scenarios that are going to influence how things look, and then movies are heavily cre- uh, collaborative. Mm. Like they're not; it's not just like it's one person that's just like, "I'm going to make a movie," and then they make a movie. Well, no, because you're working with production teams and you know everything. Like, and writers. we're talking about well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, writers. Quite useful. Well, no, because I mean, you might write your own movie, and even so, it's still a collaborative effort. And then you've got the actors that are making the decisions that they make, and and actually put mm. the material out there and you think well there's so much in the composers we've already talked about you know composers and movies it's it's such a huge thing that it's the influences are i think that's what makes the originality yeah that's what makes the original originality into every single piece of cinema is that it's not always the same group of people doing it they might be in the same scenario where okay we're making a movie and it might be influenced by something that's been you know done before but they're bringing a different take to it yeah and you have hundreds of different influences yeah. come into it so you've got the score and compose you know you've got the writer you've got the costuming actor, and- the character mm. the costume every part of those who's doing the catering a different influence yeah because <laughs> well, exactly. am i getting enough carbs or yeah. am i just hangry the whole day That's it. And there's, there's hundreds of different influences yeah but, um, i think tarantino is such a good example and i think you mentioned tarantino earlier but he brings you know um from to every film he he basically he knows what he wants to say yeah but well, he knows yeah. what he wants to say and he says it and yeah. i think that you know that shouldn't be fra- some people say he steals from from things but i don't think so i think he's just i, he's I think it's stealing if you don't admit to it i think he's really open about he clearly is celebrating these things. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. he's so really open about it once upon a time in hollywood was very much um revisionist history but mm. it was also very much a homage to westerns mm. and he very much said that in a way that i thought came across really it's, really well said it's interesting that we go back to that movie once upon a time in hollywood because there's a lot of scenes that if you're not a tarantino fan um you might watch and think what is the point of this scene get to the like why are we sitting um you know watching someone drive around hollywood Mm. well that's the point of the scene Mm. like it's not why do we need to watch him go from one place to another place it's not about him it's about that that's why you're watching it yeah does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it's about the it's, experience. It's yeah. not necessarily like other Doesn't movies need to have a where point. everything has, yeah, the, 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 But it does going have on purpose. Is the point. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But uh, you can you can cast your mind back all the way back to, to the 1800s. And again... Have you got two phones? I, once, yeah, one, work and, and okay. work and pleasure. <laughs> work <laughs> and pleasure. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I can't cast my mind back to the 1800s. Is there something you're not telling us? <laughs> Are you secretly a time traveller? Maybe we do go look Doctor at the like, who? No. This <laughs> is why she says she could, likes that old worldy stuff. He's actually from there. No, no, but I, I'm going, I'm circling back to Frankenstein, I know. Can I ask but- a question before we do that though? Have we actually introduced the show? We have not. And this is probably- <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Are you sure we haven't? No, we no. haven't. This is a new record. 
What are we at? 38 minutes, 12 seconds. Oh, oh, oh. So far, oh, Lewis. Well, uh, I have been listening. <laughs> you, you have been, yeah. not you are. Yeah. You have been. You, you have been listening to, to Tangent City, uh, and I just I'd introduce myself. I'm Lewis. Uh, sitting across from me is my wife, Catherine. Hello. And uh, she's sitting next to you. I'm across from you. I, when you said sitting across me from me, my wife, I was like, wrong woman, wrong like, woman, radio wife. Radio yes. Wife. Oh, so so sitting across from me. <laughs> so sitting next to me is my wife, Catherine. There we go. Sitting across from me. Uh, Admittedly, you're probably closer like i'm physically I no i think you're physically uh, close. i don't know i'm the radio wife rachel rachel and then sitting uh diagonally uh, opposite me is cecilia because <laughs> when i uh, like when we ever do we do a podcast we want to make sure that people understand in which context we're sitting around <laughs> and near each other it's important. It, it is, is important. important. Context is important. It is. Now, back, back to what you were saying. Now I people can't know what even remember what I was talking but about. But she just said context you, is important. Let's segue from that. No, no, you're talking, the 18, you're talking about the 1800s. Oh, I was saying how even works of early mm. fiction and film were influenced by things prior to that. So, mm. like, you know, it, it just goes to show that. Is I guess the question I'm asking is anything original, anything at no, all? No, and I don't think there's anything bad about that because can you imagine? It's, it I know someone has to come come up with the first book or the first, but before books there was mythology. Before mythology there was grunts. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's just story. But well, there's people, yeah. people stories. Just, everything. There was there was a, a, there was a verbal pe- like. Um, but but thing. I think you. How can you? Yeah, exactly. People might have sat around campfires and. Sp- and told stories but then how have those stories progressed into other works and have they because there's folklore mm. and there's myths and there's all the urban legends mm. that's you know that's the, the well, art fairy tales and all and that kind of tales. stuff yeah so it, it's just storytelling i think this all goes back to storytelling and mm-hmm. how you know it, it's in, in an important part of life and, and, and an important part of films and mm. And books as well, but like mm. this is why I love this art so much is because if you get a really good film, it, you go on a journey and you understand something a little bit better or, or differently. Yeah, yeah. Or you from a different point of view. That's mm. right. Or you sit there and you watch a movie that completely takes you out of whatever moment you're in and you can completely just enjoy it, have a laugh, take your brain out, enjoy the action. Like movies have so many different things that it can give you. Yeah. I I basically have a boner for movies. (laughs) Uh, uh, But also how we take our own life experiences and bring them into the understanding or what we see. So we can watch a film, Cat and I, for example. Yeah, you can watch a horror movie, really enjoy it, and I'm just sitting there just horrified. And I can make complete (laughs) meaning from this film built on my life experiences, right, and what I've been taught. But you might make something completely different out of it. But I think that's important too is understanding Mm. that everyone who sees a film might – um, understand it a little bit differently. So sometimes when there is discussion and argument about film, making sure you're open to uh, kind of listening to other people's opinions and perspectives because mm. the reason why they've gained such an understanding is because of their life experience too. So Yeah, because everyone's um, bringing something different to yeah, the table. Yeah, so I think that, mm. you know, sitting down and talking about the films we see and what we got from them is, is really important too. Um, so you're saying that when someone says Clockwork Orange is their favourite movie, I need to be open and I to think, understand why that would be a I think you need to consider why they think it's their favourite film. There's obviously the there's, there's a reason for it. <laughs> maybe it's the way, maybe it's an, a particular incident in their life. 
See, um, I, I think as I've gotten older, I have gotten to understand why A Clockwork Orange is a really interesting and important piece of cinema history. I just don't, I just find it extremely hard to watch. Um, and I under, but now I understand why someone would appreciate something so difficult. On, uh, conversely, though, your opinion of the film is also important because Thank you're you. someone who hates that film. So why? And that's important too. It's very hard Isn't for it? me to watch brutality. And- yeah, and there's a good reason maybe for that, that maybe we don't know about or maybe that you don't even know about. Mm, that's right. We're getting very deep, aren't we? <laughs> we I know. are. We really very are. Deep. It's like a proper therapy session. It is. Maybe <laughs> maybe we should, uh, st- I don't know. We've got I, a couch. I'm very interested in the underlining kind of things me that too. film does to people and why people think, yeah, and I think that's just a passion of mine. So it's maybe. like It's hugely, like, we watched a double bill it was at the Northbridge Piazza and so on one screen it was like you know you've been to a silent disco where you can mm-hmm. flip between the two stations so on one screen you had Gravity the other screen you had 2001 and Space Odyssey, a Space Odyssey and at that point we'd seen Gravity and so Lewis was determined that he was going to watch 2001 I have never seen such a violent reaction to any movie. And for someone to, like, he just had this, like, it was just Visceral. Mm. Yeah, this response. You didn't watch the whole thing, though, did you, in the end? No, I didn't watch the whole thing. He watched thing. the whole thing. I'm oh, really? Just, like, just change channels. Like, if you really, and he was saying, I freaking hate this. <laughs> just change channels. But at least, at least now he's seen it and he can have an opinion mm. about it. Mm. Whereas as opposed to me, who has only... I couldn't get past the ape scene, mm. and I feel like that's a ape dis- scene. The very beginning of the film, yeah. Was apes. I, yeah. Um. I feel like it's a disservice mm. to to the movie to just automatically say, "Nah, I don't like it." But in general, I find other than The Shining, I really struggle with uh, Stanley Kubrick. Mm. Mm. Um, and again, somebody else might be a massive Stanley Kubrick film because they're looking deeper into different elements that I'm I'm not looking at, or that you're not aware of yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, but. Uh, and that's yeah. so interesting as well. You say you don't like because I I also am very similar. I don't really like Stanley Kubrick, but that's based on one film, and then I kind of apply that to all his films now mm. without really giving them a go, which is interesting too, True. isn't it? It really is um, because that's that whole thing of like, can you separate the, author, the creator yeah. from the 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 content? But I, I'm the same. I I absolutely don't understand why people love A Clockwork Orange so much, but then. I can get through The Shining, but then when I watch what The Shining, what do you mean get through The Shining? I freaking love, love that Shining, film. Really? But, but I love The Shining. Really? I love The Shining, but I still always go, "Oh, this is a Stanley Kubrick film. I don't like his motives. Mm. I don't like what he sometimes tries." I feel like mm. he has put himself into that film too. I yeah, I, I think else. that's too signature, yeah. and like there's just too much of a he he. I feel presses like down on the movie too much. Yeah. I can feel him in that film, but that's the whole point I think he wants. But then how do I take him away from that? But- See, because that film is definitely Stanley Kubrick and, and less um, Stephen King. And, I mean, even Stephen King says the same thing mm. to the point where he, he you know, made his own. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he didn't direct it, but he, he was basically like it needs to be a shot for shot from my book. Um but that was the thing with some of those 80s movies mm. is that they were all about the director. I really really I, I really love that film, but I, I mean I understand why people wouldn't be into it. And again, 
I I love a few films that I know people just get bored by or don't understand or just it's not their thing and and that's again not just because people are going in people are going into cinema for all different things classic example M. Night Shyamalan you always think his film's going to have a twist was I surprised when I seen Stuart Little and there was no twist (laughs) 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 like were you guys not I did not know that he he directed that he was part he did he I feel like he was part of Stuart Little, but anyway, that's like I'm you, pretty sure. But you see, you you go M Night Shyamalan, you think, oh, there's going to be a twist in this film, and then there's <laughs> nothing. But see, there's twists in lots of films. That's true. Although everyone just, always thinks that Shutter Island was such a twist. I saw that coming from like I saw that coming. Oh, that would be a I really didn't. good topic one day. It's like that twists movie. that you saw coming from a mile away. I saw it like that one. I saw, but you know, I definitely don't think you could say that you saw the twist of the Sixth Sense. If you've seen this, that, then. No, I don't believe you. M. Night Shyamalan did the screenplay for Stuart Little. Exactly. Yeah. And there was no That's twist. so weird. <laughs> Except the fact that it was a mouse that could talk. That is a bit of a twist, though. So the twist was twist. right at the start. Yeah, but that was an established content Ex- already, exactly. wasn't it? Exactly. It was Lewis, established. Yeah, Stuart Little was already there. <laughs> maybe we're missing some sub-context sub that we're... Maybe we are. Yeah, don't, gotta find don't make that, me watch that Where's the too. twist? Gotta find the twist. We, we have to deconstruct this. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> no, Deconstructing don't. Stuart Little. The twist you didn't see. It's know. funny because, um, like, um, the one thing where I hear deconstructing, and sorry to get back to food, is I, like, I do too. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like the deconstructed pavlova. It's just like you know what? I just want a pavlova because there's something that happens when the cream is sitting on the on the Top. pavlova itself and it all kind of gooeys in with the fruit and everything like that that if you're going to deconstruct it and put like a compote over there and a freaking <laughs> pile of cream over there it's just not the same no it's what not. does it mean though exactly it means the chef is up his own ass (laughs) (laughs) he was too lazy to put it all together put it together yourself and then put it in your mouth (laughs) Uh, are there any works that you guys have seen um that you're surprised are based on other things so many that i can't come that i can't think of there you go Mm. it's the same with music when you hear something and then your mum goes oh there's you know such and such song. Oh, that song's insane. Oh, like when you hear yeah. Ice Ice Baby and then you hear Under Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It gets me every time. I know. He's like, which one is it? Okay. <laughs> Most of the superheroes are based on like Greek mythology as mm. well. Yeah. And also, a lot of the uh, characters were created by uh, Jewish people. So, a lot of the, the characters are, are based on like, you know, myths, uh, Jewish mythology um, as well. Did not so, know that. stories. Jewish stories, yeah. So it's uh you know the golem and and those kind of things uh you know the Hulk uh oh yeah it's- see I'm I suppose I'm thinking of Greek mythology I, I'm I'm automatically thinking of um uh Thor and um well yeah Thor was like a, a easy one for for Stanley to create because yeah. the character already kind of existed so yeah. he just you know tweaked it a bit so mm. um didn't know but, about the jewish thing that's interesting yeah but i mean the, the yeah, of course like superman comes from that whole like superman or whatever it is yeah, yeah yeah and the uh the um the hulk is like you know uh, one one side of it is the golem uh another side there was influence of jekyll and hyde mm. um, i was gonna say there must be some influence there yeah yeah, yeah. so it's a uh, you know um yeah, so all the, all those kind of characters. I mean, there's a, a element of vampirism to Batman. Um, yeah, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, Batman's a psychopath. I've decided. <laughs> well, it's it's. You <laughs> just decided. Not just then. It but is known. It is known because 
he he watched his parents die in front of him, right? Yeah. And then he turns vigilante. Yeah. Uh, but I never really see pure emotion in in any of the times that I've watched a Batman film, and I feel like he is disassociated from what's going on. And then he's quite violent when he's being a vigilante. I just feel like maybe he's got some issues he needs to deal with. Yeah, you think some therapy? I think some therapy. Like, so instead of having a butler, if he had a therapist, his life might have been really different. Yeah. But wasn't there a therapist involved with, like, one of the characters? Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) But the the, 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 the thing with, with Batman is, really, at the end of the day, the guy's a billionaire. And if he wanted to actually do some social change, there is ways that he could do it, which exactly. didn't involve him putting on a bat suit and beating the crap out of people. But so. then but he would, enjoys it. Then yeah. we wouldn't have he a comic. It. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He does enjoy and need it. But then we wouldn't have a comic book. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Bill Gates' parents got killed in front of him. I'm just saying he's a philanthropist. And he's the only he's, one that came got to lot mind of money. at the time. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Lots of money gives it away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's interesting when you look into different influences and things. Mm. And I, I guess that's the whole thing that we're taught when we, you know, study English at school is, like, to look at the – the influences and and how things work in together. I think you know. I really wish I appreciated and was interested in my education when I was getting it. <laughs> and I think this is what schools get wrong: is they should make it exciting for you to go to school and the class is exciting. I know I know that's hard to do, yeah, and it depends no, on the teacher a- and everything. But I have an absolute thirst and curiosity for knowledge and learning that I feel like was not tapped into at school. I think school needs to be a little bit more like university where you're given the um, the platform and opportunity to express your own opinion and kind of um, have discourse. And let the like, curiosity... Yeah, but you've got to develop that capacity yeah, as true. well. So like how do you, how do I don't you do think that? So. I think school needs to teach you that a little bit as well mm. to come up with your own thoughts and ideas instead of just reading from a textbook and going, oh, that's that person's thoughts and ideas. Because mm. most of the time... You know, you're just learning to, like, do an exam and pass mm. the exam. But I still, I'm so appreciative of my education because I definitely feel that I got a lot out of it. But I, I think I, I just... If it was different then... But I didn't get the scores I should have. Like, I think if I was tapped into a bit more... I'm really curious about learning. I'm just not interested in, you know, doing that the traditional work. education. Yeah, it doesn't work for everyone. And that's mm. where... Like, I know this is a little bit off topic, but... Um, <laughs> really? <Tangent City? laughs> Sorry. Hmm. Um, so the other day, like, when we were doing the um, the whole, you know, staying at home business, um, I often take opportunities to teach Bryce things to do with science or whatever when I see the opportunity arise. So, like, he's playing with his cars on different surfaces. So we end up talking about um, how friction... Um, and how the weight of the car changes the distance it's going and how fast it's going. Yeah. So, uh, because he, and then he gets really curious about so it. Now so now he knows about vectors. That's awesome. I don't know if he knows about vectors, but <laughs> we didn't get that far. But, oh, come on. But you can't really do that in mm. school because at the end of the day, you've still got to get the knowledge in there somehow. It's, well, it's hard um, because it's not a one size fits all. No. And I think that that's where parents probably pay a big, role in in education should, and stuff should if they can it well should not, not everyone's got the to, capacity no, to no. do that they're busy out working and that they kind definitely of stuff. can't but I, I think 
a lot of, not a lot, but there is a certain group of people who think that teachers are there to teach their child every single thing and it's not it's not like that so yeah yeah there is a small bunch of people like that uh, i don't yeah. know now i'm talking out my <laughs> ass we but, should probably finish it. <laughs> there's lots of people but yeah um so i think that probably wraps that up what do you reckon yep yep it's Has good. this been an original podcast? No, <laughs> or have we been influenced? Derivative. I swear, derivative. I swear to God, we've done the whole Stanley Kubrick. I hate uh, yeah. um, two thousand one thing before. So I, I know we have, but yeah. it's it's hap- it's okay. <laughs> People repeat themselves all the time. But is the reason why you dislike Stanley Kubrick because of outside influences? Him, Ooh. him as a person. Oh, no! I think it's just not. Lewis's bad PR. It's not my bag, man. It's not your it's bag. Not, I no. think it's just not his bag. Yeah. There you go. Anyway. All right. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.